This is a podcast from ABC Radio Overnights. I'm Rod Quinn. Time for our weekly look at the world of health and fitness with Professor Gordon Lynch at the University of Melbourne. Gordon, good morning. Good morning, Rod. Well, one of the things really that you've been talking about for all these years when people say, well, how much exercise do I have to do? And your general response, but look, half an hour a day at least on five, six, seven days of the week, and that's going to be good for you. Well, the latest study appears to say, well, you can do that half an hour, but if you spend the rest of your time sitting down or lying down or whatever, you've lost all the advantage of that half an hour. What do you think of that? Yeah, it's a bit disconcerting when you think about it because if you're doing the right thing and you're exercising to reach a daily or weekly target and you think, well, I've done my good thing, I'll check the box and I can just sit back and relax. Well, I think um, this concept, what they, they call uh, the, the group that publishes work called an active couch potato, that despite the commitment to exercise, that if you do that 30 minutes and then you do nothing after that, um, you, you could be um, at risk for many health conditions because you've been actually inactive for the great proportion of the day. So if, if you say you exercise for half an hour a day, what do you do for the other 23 and a half? Now, this work... Uh, it comes from Finland. Um, it's got a fair bit of press, which I thought was really good, and it drew, drew attention to it. Around about 3,700 men and women in Finland. So we've got to remember where it's coming from. It's from Finland. These people tend to be even more active than most. They're, they're exercising for that half an hour a day, and then they sit down. And some they tracked some people who were sitting for 10, 11, or even 12 hours a day. They call, and they call these people the active couch potatoes. So they've done their 30 minutes, which is good, but they've been sitting for the remainder. And their blood sugar, their cholesterol, their body fat, all of those markers were up, elevated, in the, in the wrong zone. What they actually found was that those people who actually just moved around a little more often, now that doesn't have to be strenuous exercise, they've done the 30 minutes, but they remain a little bit active over the course of the day. They're, they're actually a lot healthier than these active couch potatoes and so as you've said um, the 30 minutes the daily workout mightn't be enough to actually account for all that other sitting that you do that that sitting is really having a really negative effect and just just that 30 minutes of structured exercise alone is not sufficient you have to introduce something some other activities and it doesn't have to be strenuous just a little bit more activity may be what's required so the question is also, if you don't do any activity, what advantage is there of doing the half-hour activity? If, if all the other time, the other 23 and a half hours that you spend not doing anything, negates the half an hour that you do something, what about if you don't do anything at all? What difference is there between someone who does nothing and someone who only does half an hour? I think we're, we're always of the view that something is better than nothing. And when I say something being better than nothing it could be the type of exercise is enough to load up muscles or bones or, or get the heart pumping for a certain amount of time which is enough to trigger responses good responses in those tissues what we're talking about then is that if you're just then sitting idle and the blood is pooling if you're sitting at a desk or, or watching tv or just being completely inactive then that's all that good work 
may not be sufficient. But it's, you've done a little bit to get the response, which is great, but how do you maintain that? So I still think that so, always we go by the motto that something is better than nothing, but um, it's about what we do in the inactive periods, um, which is, is, is the telling factor here. So you mentioned that moving just a little bit more each day fixed the problem. What if you moved a lot more? What if you did, say, an hour of exercise per day, which is a lot for a lot of people? Uh, does that make much difference compared with a half an hour? It, it does. So um, they did, they did uh, another group of, they, they studied among the, that big population that they, that they recruited was that they had a group that did an hour and they certainly had you know, a lot more benefits and, and sort of less markers uh, that were elevated compared to the, just the active couch potatoes. It was the active couch potatoes that were faring worse. They're, they're one of the criticisms of this particular study is that they didn't have a group which was completely inactive. Um, then, you know, the active couch potatoes were in fact you know, what they considered to be the worst category. But there would be another one that didn't do anything at all. But what they showed was doing that bit extra so that, you know, when you, if they doubled the workout to 60 minutes, um, you know, people can benefit from that. But the real message that came from the work, Rod, was that um, if you're doing just an extra bit of exercise on top of that structured 30 minutes, it could be 10 or 15 minutes of a walk, or it could be anything which is you know, moving around the house and, and, get, and just keeping active, then that's going to be negating that sitting time. And it's really drawing attention to this, the perils of sitting and, and sitting for, for extended periods and how we must break those cycles into periods where we're, we're, we're active. Doesn't, doesn't have to be strenuous exercise, but something which breaks the monotony of sitting. And that's going to be beneficial for all of the body's markers, including those like cholesterol and, and everything else that we're, we're, we, you know, the, the warning signs for, for cardiovascular diseases. Okay. What about those people, though, that can only get out on the weekend? If you really are tied to your desk during the week or because of family issues or whatever the reasons are, there's many, many reasons that you can't get out and exercise for an hour a day during the week and you think, well, I'm going to load up on the weekend. What about them? If they're only doing maybe an hour on the Saturday, an hour on the Sunday, that's only four hours a week, that's not enough. What about them? The weekend warriors. Yeah, that, that's the, these, and there is a lot more weekend warriors than you might think. There was a study um, a while back. It was uh, around about three and a half thousand um, studies and uh, people from in the US, and they were looking at these you know different activity patterns of, of, of this population, and they found that around about thirty percent of people were these sort of weekend warriors, where they did you know more than fifty percent of their weekly physical activity just on those one or two days. There were around about thirty-seven percent completely inactive, and another thirty percent that spread their activity over the course of the week. But it means that a third of the population that they measured weren't exercising on every day of the week as what the health authorities recommend. They were cramming it into that you know, one or two days. And they actually found that, you know, couldn't, you know, these benefits were actually very good. There was no doubt that, you know, one or two workouts a week paid off with the health benefits compared to no exercise at all. The weekend warriors had a 30% lower risk of all-cause mortality, a 41% lower risk of cardiovascular disease and a 13% lower risk of cancer mortality compared to those that were completely sedentary. So the weekend warriors, if you were just able to exercise on those two days, you had a major benefit. And this was actually supported by another 
study, and I wanted to highlight this as well. This is from the journal of the American Medical Association, Internal Medicine, so JAMA, which is a well-known journal. They have a, a subdivision of that called Internal Medicine, and they looked at the health and mortality of 350,000 U.S. adults who had documented their exercise over a course of 20 years, and they actually found that the weekend warriors had mortality rates better than the non-exercisers and similar to those who worked out more regularly. And I thought that was really encouraging news for many people who say, well, I can't exercise every day. I can only do it on the weekend. You know, the fewer workouts are easier to schedule, easier to accomplish because you can maybe account for people who can look after kids or if it's your work, which is too demanding, and you've got a time that you can slot it in to get the minutes in, that's going to be beneficial. So putting in those exercise minutes is what counted, not how you spread them out over the course of the week. So that, it's a bit of a controversy. It doesn't note everyone believes that but I think there should be you know, exercising on every day of the week and that's that's great if you can do it but remember if you're in a profession that keeps you behind a desk or you've got family responsibilities and you can't do that sort of activity how, how do you how do you reach those targets well the weekends may be the time if you have fewer opportunities to exercise to meet those minutes and I think that was a really encouraging um, result from the weekend warrior studies that the health benefits are there if you can manage to get those minutes in. Gordon Lynch is our guest as we talk health and fitness and we're talking about this report uh, that says look if you only exercise half an hour a day and nothing else then really you're not getting a particularly great advantage out of that. So what else have we learnt from this study Gordon that uh, we heard that because what I just said was kind of the headline and that was reported pretty widely but I'm sure there's a lot more in it that might actually add a little bit of nuance to it. Yeah, so I, I sort of I look at those results and I think yeah, it, it it sends a message. You think, oh, what, why do I bother? But the fact is, if we just rearrange our thinking about what what the the structured exercise provides us, my advice would be just don't think about exercises as the structured activity like going for a jog or a swim or, or lifting weights. Think instead about different ways about being active over the course of every day. So it's it's the incidental activities that will help break up these long periods of sitting. So if you're sitting in, in front of a desk or a workstation or in front of the TV or if you're sitting while you're driving or you're in a meeting, well, we need to take a regular fit break. You and I have talked about fit breaks over many, many years. They're being called these days as activity snacks. Um, you know, it's a walk around the house. It's walking up a flight of stairs. It's doing some light calisthenic exercises to get the muscles working, getting the blood pumping. Instead of just sitting there stagnant and allowing blood to pool and not and all these things that are going to be negative, get up and get moving. Just be mindful how long you've been sitting you know, keep a timer sometimes to monitor what you're actually doing or not doing. And I think if we think about that, we need to think about the structured exercise, of course. We, we think about these activities, how you might schedule them into your busy week. We need to reach those recommended targets. And there are different ways in which we can do that, depending upon your schedule, depending upon your work, depending upon your family commitments and so on. But it's the other activities that also deserve our attention. So we just have to be forcing ourselves not to be lazy and to do just those gentle activities that you know they can do so much towards keeping us healthy. And and if you you know, we take the quality of our lives for granted many times. It's just, it's the structured exercise, but just pay attention to the incidental activities because all that, all that other thing, all those other activities can build up over the course of the day. They accumulate and they can then help to negate that sitting time. And now I think 
that message of what came from that paper can be negated somewhat if we can just pay attention to those incidental activities. So half an hour a day at least, if you can manage an hour a day, which might be easier as you get older and you have more time on your hands, although maybe you don't feel like exercising as you get older, but maybe an hour a day um, and then keep moving throughout the rest of the day. That's the advice. It is, and I think you know, being opportunistic. Not everyone will have the time or the luxury to do the things that we often talk about, so spending large amounts of time exercising, but every, every minute counts when you're talking about these sorts of things. So pay attention to that. Be as practical as you can, and, and your body and your mind will thank you. Do you think that a report like this quite often is counterproductive because many people are going to look at that headline Half an hour a day, you may as well not bother to do anything, and that's what they're going to think. Yeah, I think you've got to get beyond the headline and, and delve a bit deeper. That's why we're talking about it today, is, is the headline can be saying, well, why do I bother? When, in fact, if you look a little more deeper, you can see, ah, the, the 30 minutes a day commitment is really important, but I need to just add those little bit of extra activities over the course of the day to get the best benefit. And I think if we think about that in that context, then the health message is pretty clear and, and it's a good one. All right. Gordon, thank you very much for that. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot, Rod. Gordon Lynch, Health and Fitness. And that was another podcast from ABC Radio Overnights. I'm Rod Quinn. Thanks for listening.